Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. We're here with our friend and trusty producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And rejoining us, I don't know if this is a one-off, if this is a beacon of things to come, but Erica, you're back. What's up? Welcome back. Hello, guys. Nice to see you. This is great. How are you doing? We're great. This felt like a very, this is very much a Max production where I don't think you were planning to join, but Max got in the group and he said, Erica, we want you on to talk about the Grammys, essentially. Is that correct, Max? Yeah, exactly. Because I know Mike doesn't really give a shit. And I know Shane definitely didn't watch it. Uh, But then I got some uh, Insta stories last night. You know, when you get to see an Insta story, it has a green circle around where it's like only to close friends and family. Mm. I've never Uh, received one of those, but I can imagine it's a thrill. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Eric, you you posted some throwbacks. I don't know if you're like drunkenly singing to different Grammy contestants. It's a very music themed Insta story. It um, was, yeah. So were you drinking watching the Grammys? Um, yes, I was. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was awesome. Like, I thought the Grammys were awesome. We can get into that later. But um, but Erica, I have a question for you. Are Do you not consider me a close friend or family? <laughs> like, no, why I don't do, I but, receive stories? Well, the Instagram, like, close friend thing is it self-generates. Like, do you guys ever post on just your close friend list? I don't know. And the names are always swapping out and changing. I think it, like, is determined by who you interact with the most on Instagram. And I don't know, maybe... I'll add you to the list. I'll add you for sure. Yeah, we can interact more on Instagram if I can get into that algorithm. I like laughing and I like seeing funny things because I'm not always watching the the Grammys. So I like seeing the highlights through friends. Yeah. Curated. uh, Right, right. Good, good, good. Uh, But before we get to the Grammys, I had a a question for you guys. I thought this was fun last week when I kind of introduced a thing off the cuff, which I didn't prepare you for. But uh, in, in preparing for this podcast... What I've been doing lately is listening to the This Is Important podcast. I know I bring this up on most mm-hmm. episodes because it really gets me in a good mood to, to, to be with my friends, right? Kind of like that's kind of the tone I want. I want it to be kind of fun and silly and kind of everybody sort of jumping around. And I was thinking about, I was like, what are other things that I do to mentally prepare myself to do anything? You know, we've talked about we fall asleep to podcasts. The best way you prepare to sleep is to listen to a podcast. And I'm very particular with what podcast I like to listen to before I fall asleep. For instance, um, Josh Barrow, who hosts a political podcast, KCRW's Left, Right, and Center. I like him. You know, when I'm thinking about songwriting um, and I'm stuck on lyrics, I often like to pull up um, The Hold Steady, who are one of my favorite bands. They're kind of like an indie rock band, but he's a really good writer. He's really fun to read along to his lyrics. He always has a lot of lyrics and it kind of opens up my mind because sometimes you kind of you're stuck in a small little narrow uh, lane when you're thinking about songwriting, and then it, he kind of opens my mind. But um, are, are there other things that you guys do in your life that puts you in the right state of mind, uh, you know, to take on a, anything? It could be I, I got to listen to this song if I'm going to look at my kid one more time, or uh, <laughs> I have to I want to listen to this music before I work out. Shane, is is there anything that you do? Any sort of things that get you in the right state? For, for taking on something. Yeah, but I feel like I can't say it. <laughs> I feel like I'll get in trouble. <laughs> it's something that relaxes yeah. him. Uh, clears the mind. Do it before bedtime. <laughs> the tension that he has just melts away. <laughs> um, anything else, Shane, besides for that thing that we can't do? <laughs> no, discuss? that's pretty much we it. Don't yeah. We don't know. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the ritual. <laughs> No, sorry. So it's before I do what? Anything. 
literally it's like like is is there Before like I, a do thing, anything. I guess I'm, um it could be a show or it could be a piece of audio I think that's what I'm kind of getting at. That kind of, you know, because you talk about like players listen to certain music before they hit the court or hit the gym or whatever. Is there anything that just like kind of puts you in a good state to be prepared for something? You know, some people like read a book. I don't know. Some people go for a run, but I'm thinking particularly like media. Is there a, a media that consumes you? Like, that that gets you in the mood to do something maybe creative even like you know if you're uh but to start start writing an idea for a tv show shane was there something were you watching something a lot to kind of get oh, your mind i think right? you should leave was a great inspiration to me mm-hmm. so that would get me in that when i was writing the uh the sketch shows the, or the individual sketches for the show i was planning on doing i would yeah. watch i think you should leave on repeat and i used to, when i was young i used to watch rushmore on repeat constantly it would always be on a loop it never was not playing in my house and i would just try to get ideas and think of ways to write a film or be involved in media somehow Mm. yeah i always find it weird sometimes you'll you'll see musicians who say i don't like to listen to anything when i'm making a record because i don't want to worry about stealing from them i'm always like what are you talking about like it's the point of music is just to be stealing from shit left right and center um mikey anything that you do going if you're going to create a brainstorm at work yeah are you like okay? This is good. I'm gonna be in a good mood for this. Is it is it eating uh, your your lunchtime uh, ginger at your favorite restaurant? Oh, I do like that place, the Vietnamese <laughs> place uh, on Queen Street. Ginger shoutouts, best. Well, but uh, now we're allowed to town. include food. I thought it had to be media we consume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were very like, narrow. The rules the keep changing on this. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm experimenting here with this this idea, so I don't know. Okay, well, I drink coffee to get in the mood to do certain things. I drink. That's coffee. fair. That's fair. I got my coffee right here. I uh, I would say, so like if I'm doing something creative, if I'm writing, I listen to classical music. I put the headphones in. Oh. There's like this, um, there's a classical music like YouTube that's like four hours long or something. It's like, it's so, if you could wear out like a website, you would see that that is like my most played. I listen to that on repeat sort of just. I did not know that. that about you, Mike. I had no idea you had any interest in classical music. It centers me, man. Ever since I was like a young guy, like I used to, I used to drive when I first got my license when I was like 16 or 17, I would drive around and uh, it was like 93.6 or something here in Hamilton. It was like the classical station and I would play it and I would watch like the world and I would pretend I was watching a scene out of a movie. So if I'd see like a mother and her child walking down the street or people going to the grocery store, the classical music would play and I, I felt like I was in a montage, like in a, Whoa. Like in a movie. What, what, what made you, what makes the music comforting to you? One, I think that it's like, usually it's uplifting. It can be up-tempo. And then even when it goes more like minor, that actually just adds character. But ultimately, mm. there's no lyrics. So I don't have to think about, um, like the only melody is sonic. It's not like, I'm not, I don't have to listen to words. I'm not like distracted by the content of what somebody's saying or like the power of a voice. I'm just listening to sort of music uh, in a more sort of like basic sense, just melody on melody. That is very cool. I didn't know that about you. You, do you want to know one of the most uh, secretly narcissistic things I do? Yeah, absolutely. Is it use a bronzer? Because you look very tan right now. <laughs> <laughs> I look right now. Yeah. It's just the lighting in okay. here. I don't know what it is. No, yeah. I wish. I got some sun this weekend. It was nice. And the sun's out longer now, right? Like, you know, you look outside at 7 p.m. last night. It's sunny. This is God You look great right now. I didn't want Thank to interrupt you. you, but. A lot of people are saying, drop the skincare routine, Max. I've got that a couple times lately. <laughs> I think it's because no one's boozing right now. So maybe mm. my skin's a little better. Are, Normally, aren't people? Am I, am I on a boat alone over here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, sometimes I'll listen to a new Arkell song with my headphones on, and I'll get really em- emotional, and I'm looking at the world as I'm walking down the street. I'm like, wow, everything's, everything's really heavy. Everything's Boss really is coming important. just on repeat. <laughs> 
She <laughs> just struts down the street. I am the boss. I am the boss. Uh, I am coming. Shane, you, you, you drop the boss is coming reference every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Something about it is just funny. I listen to it during my nighttime routine too. <laughs> uh, Maxie, the there's this, there's a story. I don't know how true it is, but I heard it years ago from my good friend, Carl Armstrong. He's like an amazing writer, director, commercials and stuff like that. Uh, but he told this story about how um, Steven Seagal is shooting a movie and he's in his trailer and they send like a production assistant to go get him. And the PA goes into the trailer and they're like, and Steven Seagal is sitting there reading a script and he's, he's tears are streaming down his face. <laughs> and they said, Steven, like what's going on? He's like, I just read the most beautiful script I've ever read. And they were like, who wrote it? And he said, me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, we knew we were going there with that. Yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. funny. Um, but 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 I will say if people do think it's narcissistic, I think anyone that's ever created anything, you know, I I, I was in a band, I had music, we meet Shane, you know, we direct commercials, anything that you built, Erica, you're you're constantly creating things in the work that you do. I think anybody that creates anything absolutely looks at it one thousand million times and sort of consumes it and then once you put it out in the world if somebody gives you a compliment you end up listening to it or watching it again through their eyes it's kind of one of the funnest <laughs> yeah. exercises that you can do as a creative do you guys relate to that a hundred percent so i don't think I don't, so if anybody's like oh that max he's such a narcissist i think that everybody that sort of makes things uh does something similar also max you just changed the shirt so we got a little glimpse you've been working out uh yeah <laughs> what's been going on <laughs> under there, like i was <laughs> No, no, yeah, no. There was, a, there was some nipple action there. There you go. <laughs> Nipples and uh, some ad definition? Wow. <laughs> absolutely not. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. Um, but speaking of celebs and funny and, and drinking, there, did anybody see this tweet that went viral? For those of you who dislike Matt Damon, one time he was at my bar completely shit-faced. He fell and split his head open. And when security got to him and did their safety check, they asked him if he knew who he was. He said, come on, guys. It's me, Matt Damon. From We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. guy from We Bought a Zoo. Yeah, that was amazing. That I love that. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, I mean, we can uh, we can talk about maybe the Grammys while we have Eric here for another. Well, that's few the whole days. point. Oh, yeah. We're Sorry, actually, for Erica. our listeners, yeah, we're losing Erica soon, right? Erica, oh, you got, we got 10 minutes. Yeah, I got to hop off. I have, a, I have a call with Mr. Gregory Veerman, so oh, I, can't, oh, I can't push boss. it. Why don't no. we get yeah. Greg on this? Because Greg would be a great Grammy panelist. Buzz That's funny. In. Instead of their work call, we just bring him into our call. <laughs> can, can, can we invite him to a Zoom link? Do you think that'd be kind of funny? Because I think he'd have a lot of hot takes. Yeah, send oh, can, it can to I him. send? Okay, um, I'm gonna. Yeah, do this right send now. it to him now. It's with the one out um, one thirty. It's with a few other people, so I don't think we could push it. But he might join now. Ooh, okay. man, I this is this is real loose. It's fast moving. <laughs> Actually, I was talking to my brother. Uh, we were talking on the phone last night. But um, he messaged me. So there's this uh, this film that actually the Oscar nominations just came out today. And this film that was nominated for Best Picture, uh, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor is called Minari. And my brother had messaged me. He'd seen it a, a couple months ago. And um, the older woman who plays the grandmother in it, she's like this really sort of fun, like spunky woman. And she has this like kind of lovably antagonistic relationship with the grandson. Anyway, it's this beautiful film. But Greg had messaged me. He's like, oh, he's like, I ended up calling her Oma because I saw this film Minari. And I was reminded of our Oma because of this sort of very lovable grandmother in this film. Uh, so anyways, we watched it and I was really happy to see all these Oscar nominations because I thought the film was pretty beautiful. Have you guys seen this film yet? No, I haven't. This thing, I haven't seen any of the movies. This is what I realized. I looked at the list. This year is weird for the nominees. Uh, the, uh, you know what I mean? Like, did you, have you guys seen any of the movies? Like, in in any of the categories? This is for the Oscars? Yeah. yeah. No. What are the movies? 
Well, we can look up the best pitchers right now. You know, is, let's talk about the Grammys first, okay. just because we have Erica, and then we can let Erica. Yeah, because who knows if Greg, if Greg jumps in, he jumps in. So yeah. we have Erica. It's like almost like we brought in like a, a guest pundit now. Uh, Erica, first of all, out out of ten, what would you give the Grammys? What did you think of the presentation? What did you think of this sort of a uh, unique and bizarre sort of uh, manifestation of the Grammys this year in twenty twenty one? I I said last night. I think it's the best Grammys I've ever seen. I thought it was so good. I It was the best, like, I don't watch any other real, like, award show. I don't really watch, um, like, the Emmys or those, like, smaller ones that have already happened this year. But, like, as far as remote COVID productions, that, they killed it. And there was, I think there was, like, a lot more performances because there was less people to sort of just, like, jibber-jabber in front of the screen. And they had these, like, videos prepped where they, like, kind of did deep dives on certain artists that were awesome. They were super well done. And Trevor Noah killed it. There was like not much pandemic talk, which I also appreciated, like in the speeches and stuff like that. Like it, it was pretty much it was pr- like the speeches were all seemed r- pretty short. And like you weren't reminded too many times like it's a pandemic, really, other than the weird format. But yeah, you I know what I like? Awesome. Um, I, I tend to agree with everything you said, Erica. Like I think they did an awesome job pulling it off. Uh, even starting the show with that sort of Jules Holland-esque round set of performances. Yeah. If you're familiar with that British show, uh, Live with Jules Holland, it's like you just have bands all in the same room and they're kind of going from one to the next to the next. Uh, and also like, uh, you know, in contrast to the to the uh, Oscar nominations where I don't know anybody, this year at the Grammys, I kind of knew everybody, like every single mm-hmm. act, like I had, not every single act, but most acts I am a fan of, and I was, it was actually a very like musical night. Sometimes you see in the culture where you're like, especially some new music, where I'm like, "What the fuck is this? I don't understand mm-hmm. it at all." But it felt like everything that was being played last night. I was like, "Oh, this is all is like great original music that will like stand the test of time." Um, but one thing I liked a lot, Erica, uh, tell me if you agree, is. You know, at a big award show, there's so many random people there. And then you kind of have to go through the crowd like, oh, there's someone who's famous. And then three over. Oh, there's somebody who's famous. In the room, there was only famous people there. It's like a dinner party with only the most famous people in the world. It's like, there's Chris Martin. Oh, and he's sitting by himself, by the way. He was sitting by. And poor Chris Martin, because at one point they give Beyonce a standing. Oh, but because Chris Martin's in the front, he doesn't see what's going on behind him. They're all masked up. So he's just still sitting watching Beyonce walk down because he doesn't know they've all stood up it's it's so, but what i also found interesting is you have harry styles over here on the right side of the room and then taylor swift on the left side do you think for them it gets a little weird when they see each other at these events and or, or do you think it's like so much time has passed where they're just like is it is it like x weird or is it just kind of like oh yeah you're like you know you're an old friend Good question. I don't know. Well, I think yeah, she has know, but- so many boyfriends, right? That if you're like eight <laughs> boyfriends removed, it's not really the same Xness. No. And I think time with anything makes everybody a little bit sort of like, hey, what's up? How's it going? You know what I mean? No, those, those feelings have passed. I don't think it would be like that for me, but if I, I feel like with <laughs> each X that goes by, like let's say I'm, I'm married to Alex for five years or whatever it's been. The last X is still like, it's a little bit like a little more tension. But if I had five X's and then married Alex for five years, that X from six people ago isn't as contentious. Yeah. 
Is so you think it's you yeah. think it's you think it's number of people removed, not intensity of or the uniqueness oh, of that one relationship. Because then you go through huh. so much bullshit with each ex that that last ex isn't as bullshitty. Because you know, all fucking all people are kind of bullshitty. Yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> hey, very man, true. cheers, cheers to love. Uh, what were you saying, Max? <laughs> oh, uh, I was just thinking, um, just all like the six degrees of separation in the room. That's a really fun game to play when you go like, oh, so and so collaborated with this person. So oh, this is like Chris Martin's by himself. But like he has been friends with Beyonce and Jay Z for a very long time through like Gwyneth Paltrow and that like couples friendship that happened, you know, 15 years ago now. And then like the Heim sisters obviously opened for Taylor Swift and, uh, you know, they've collaborated on music together before. So there's like a lot of, yeah, I just, I just like love thinking about how all of these people in that room are connected. Uh, just give me one second. Ash, you need me? Um, Hold on, we got Greg joining the chat. He was going to be a perfect surprise, Mike. Oh, he can see a Zoom. Oh, I know, but Max wasn't looking, and then Greg was just going to be there. Hey, you know what, guys? Uh, Greg's going to take over my part of the the pod. (laughs) And Greg, Greg, I want the Greg analysis on the pod. I have to go move a car. But Greg, I'm going to listen back to this. It's going to be great. So, Greg, you tell me about the Grammys, and I'll be back in a minute, okay? Okay, okay. So, for our listeners, who knows how this will cut together, but we were, Max was in the middle of a thought, but I think he's parked illegally near Ash's place. In the meantime, Greg Veerman did join the podcast. Max was doing a, uh, an exaggeration on a fun Grammy game to play that uh, didn't seem all that fun. But. Was it not working out? I feel like Max always has these ideas. Uh, well, Greg, he's now assigned you. Uh, he wants your Grammy take. Uh, what'd you think? Did you watch it? Did you like it? What would you give it on a scale of 10? Honestly, I watched like a tiny bit of it and it wasn't really hooking me in. It just all felt very awkward. Oh, um, Erica But Burn. none of these award shows are really worked. um why what what erica Erica loved it she said it was the best show she's ever seen i'm paraphrasing but (laughs) she said it was the best grammy she's ever seen wait which part did you watch i'm curious greg yeah the credits i watched the (laughs) yeah basically the top i watched trevor noah's opening and then i saw him kind of go into the room and then i watched a little bit of i forget who performed oh harry styles performed first that was like I, I stopped kind of halfway through because I thought his performance was very bad and boring. So I was like, this is just awkward wow. and weird to see this dude. Like, yeah. So uh, it just oh felt funny God. to me. So I stopped watching. And then I went back and watched like bits and parts throughout the night just to like, I'd go and check on it. And then after five minutes, I'd change the chat. Would you ever treat the Oscars this way? Because I know you're partial to the Oscars, but I also thought you were a music guy. I'm more into the Oscars. Like, I think the, the Grammys are a joke. They're <laughs> stupid as all hell. Like, they, 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 it's not the same. <laughs> Much like the weekend, Greg was boycotting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't mean anything. Like they're not like. Are you hungover right now, Greg? I feel like you're in a mood right now. No, it's true okay. though. The, the Grammys are a joke. Like it, who gets the Grammys? It's all. It's way more political than the Oscars. It's like the cream rises to the top. Like it's there's just so much music out there, and it's so subjective. It's so hard to be like this is the best album of the yeah, year. Like, I well, guess Vanilla Ice has won a Grammy, so that's a little totally. Sort of like I just saw Taika Waititi won a Grammy, and he his joke he was like they literally give these things to anybody. Like it's yeah. not like there's so many of them. They they only televise like five of the actual awards. Like I think it's just the dumbest fucking award show in history, and mm-hmm. I don't really take it all that seriously. And the performances are always like super forced and mostly bad, and like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Max, yeah. Max, what did what did what was the first thing you heard as you sat down? Back it's in the, the frame? dumbest fucking award show. They all, all the performances are forced. So, Erica, do, will, do you agree to disagree on this, or has he? Yeah, we can you? agree to disagree. 
<laughs> no, not at all. It seems like maybe, I don't know, maybe we caught Greg in a move. I, I'm curious, have Weezer, <laughs> like, have they not won anything and that's why you don't like the Grammys? <laughs> Uh, they won a few Grammys. They won a few. Not as many as they should. Uh, right, right. Justice okay. for Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, actually, uh, a couple things on that. Hey, um, did you watch it, Greg? No, I just saying I only watched bits and pieces. Okay. A couple things. Did you um, see The Strokes, who are a band of our vintage? They won their first ever Grammy. Did you see that? I saw they won the uh, the best rock album. Yeah, which feels a little funny because I don't know if it really was, but I'm happy for them. That's great. Maxie, if you say, but just like an all-star selection, if they weren't the ones to get it, who would you have given it to? Oh, I don't even know who else was really nominated, but uh, mm. it just feels like of all the, it's one of those things, you probably see this at the Oscars too, where it's like, Oh, this this was not Tarantino's best movie, but he got snubbed on his three other best movies, so they're yeah. going to give it to him this yeah. year because it's sort of overdue. So the Strokes, obviously, their best record is like probably their first or second or third, and they've made four others since. So this have you listened like, to this new album though? I found yeah, it to it's be not excellent. Bad. I listened to it a little, yeah today. I think it's Ruben awesome. Produced it. It's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay, um, Greg. Before you got on here, I was taking my sweatshirt off. And I revealed my nipple for a moment. Uh, the guy seemed to think um, I, I'm looking ripped, which I'm absolutely not. We were not. being I mean, sarcastic, you... Max. Calm down. Oh. <laughs> we were, no, no, no. You do look good. Shane's joking. We're, we weren't being sarcastic, but we also didn't use the word ripped. That was a bit of creative <laughs> yeah. license. Because yeah, if you're hyperbole ripped. like that, I'm going to take it back a notch. Yeah. Well, the reason why I bring this up is that um, obviously my dream collab in life before this year, Greg, who would have been? Oh, Greg, you're frozen? Oh, he's frozen. Greg, Greg lost is... Greg. Okay. I'm going to ask the same question to Erica. Erica, in my dream collab in life, who would it have been? Um, I think it would have been Obama. No, no, mus- no. musical acts. Obama can oh. sing. <laughs> yeah. um, Obama? Oh, um, <laughs> maybe Bruce Springsteen? I'm not involved in this collab, though. It's a duo. Oh. Oh, it's not with you. I'll just say it. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Oh, okay. you're le- what? I th- we all thought you were saying who you'd want to collaborate. No, 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 no. Who do I want to see collaborate? Sorry, okay. that's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. And so, of, so they, of course, put out uh, this new project, Silk Sonic. The whole record's coming soon. The first single is called Leave the Door Open. And it is sort of everything you want it to be in uh, in a song with those two guys in it. And they uh, Bruno Mars I'm such a fan of he's so supremely talented his band works so hard every part of the songs and performances and wardrobe and choreography is so well executed Anderson Pack is the coolest guy he's a drummer he's also a front guy he's a great, great rapper great singer and and they both have so much like joyful charisma and they love sort of being a part of a team so to see them together is awesome but what I also like about them is that neither of them are ripped they're both like they're both little guys but they aren't that in shape, I don't think. Did you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you have you t- taken like a close look at Bruno or Anderson? They seem they like the, they like to party a little bit because I and I kind of I, I like that. You, you know what I mean? It, they're not just trying to be like Hollywood movie star. I have a six pack because everybody in my else mind, in that room, they're in as good a shape as you or better. Yeah, probably. But but and I'm I think you're in pretty good not, shape. No, I'm I'm an okay shape, but you know sometimes you see you take a good look at Chris Martin and you're like, oh, this dude is working out, or you or you take a do, look at like Brandon Flowers, this dude is working out. These guys on, aren't we'll, really working no, no, out. We'll get back to bodies in a second. I just as the host, I have to let Erica know if you do have to go for your meeting and hmm. you can dip out. Do you have any last words before you go instead of just dropping off? Um, 
not really it was great to see you guys let's do this again maybe i'll um maybe i'll come to the next record i miss you guys oh we miss yes. you last question uh bruno mars in shape or out of shape out of shape and he does like to party he had that cocaine thing a few years ago wow <laughs> one mistake yeah. and erica will not forget it <laughs> he's a cocaine yeah. addict remember four years ago i think that was in 2013 okay. actually okay yeah bye <laughs> Can, can you can you delete Greg from the group? Okay, because no, Greg is. I just uh, kind of like his picture frozen. I still there. see him there. It's kind of distracting, to be honest. But oh, it's uh, off my screen. <laughs> oh, I can get him out. I'm the host here. Uh, yeah, so for our listeners, yeah, Greg. Somehow we lost him off the call there, uh, but his his picture is just frozen on the screen. Okay, it has now left the chat. Okay, so so Max, your your hypothesis is basically it's like uh, uh, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. They're not like ripped the way that some like like Sean Mendez looks ripped. Looks yes. like he works on his body. He looks like he works out. Those guys don't look like Eber they work looks out. Looks pretty ripped when he wants to be. Yeah, it's like yeah. those guys probably like they probably do some dieting to keep stuff together, but they're not like at the gym for two hours a no, day. No, they'll have a beer at the bar. I like that's okay yeah. would you agree with that that, that assessment shaney boy i don't know in my mind i don't picture chris martin as being in a, like a workout guy he's sneaky sneaky good shape the way i was introduced to chris martin was through the yellow video and uh, that, was, that was before like, he got really famous though that was be, yeah. like i'm talking about like you know that was when he was just sort of like a pasty brit you know before he moved to la <laughs> and now but people, he's the LA way guy. people are introduced to me is the way i always see them Mm. Mm. so like chris pratt still sort of a chubby goofy guy yes from parks and rec yes right. he is see he's a ripped like superhero dude now yeah but i feel like it's it's not here to stay forever i feel like he's just kind mm. of masquerading as this hunky person where his real personality is this lovable character that's true too that's probably true. you know what i mean sometimes it just feels like something's temporary like yeah, Kamal, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very ripped yeah you don't think he's gonna stick with it though you think, I think it's for the part and then even if he does it's going to feel temporary to me because that's not how he occupies space in my mind i always wonder when people talk about like you'll hear actors you know they'll they'll get into shape for a role like obviously what kamal's done is very extreme and they talk about like sort of the the natural high they get from sort of seeing results and then sticking with it i'm like is that like are you is that like, do you now work out like two hours, three hours a day for like the next 40 years of your life? Or do you then, or do you reset to whatever your life was like before? You know, he's a stand up comedian, grab a burrito before the show. Do you not revert to that? You know what I mean? I, I don't know the answer because I've never committed to working out on that level one day though. Did you uh, listen to Brad Pitt? Uh, no, sorry, uh, Clooney on Smartless. Yes. Week? So he tells this great story about him in, on a yacht with the guy. I, almost, I almost told this on the last podcast. Okay, tell, we it, talking. tell it now. <laughs> Basically, he's, he tells this quick story about uh, it's Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. And um, second time Matt Damon's been mentioned in this podcast, actually. Yeah. Uh, and George Clooney, they're all on this boat at, at Cannes. They're doing like Ocean's 12 or something like that. And they're taking this boat up towards like the festival. And Brad Pitt says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into the water. I'm jumping off the boat. So they're like, all right, let's all get crazy and jump off the boat. Clooney says, so all three of them go up there. And Pitt like takes his shirt off and he's like got the body of Adonis. And then Damon takes his shirt off and George Clooney's like, what are you doing? What are you doing taking your shirt off next to Brad Pitt? And he says that. And, and then the, guy, the hosts are like, why? What was it? He's like, well, he was kind of like in his doughy phase. And they're like, oh, Matt Damon's like, no, no, no. He's like, he's like, Matt Damon will like when it's when it's Jason Bourne, there's Jason Bourne. But when it's the off season, like he doesn't give a shit. And it's like, <laughs> he just kind of lets it all go. He's like, it's like this pillowy. He had some like funny adjective. To yeah. Describe Matt Damon's body it was great. Did you uh, did you relate to that, Maxi? Like, are you someone that's like, I'll, I'll get in game shape. But then when it's the off season, it's the off season. No, I wish I had a little bit of that in me because sometimes I wonder 
uh, it's like, okay, if I was in that situation where I'm like, okay, you're going to be the star of this movie. We're filming in three months. You got to look good. Like, could I do it? Because sometimes I tell myself, I'm like, okay, there's a thing coming up. There's a video shoot coming up. I want to look really good. It's in three weeks. You're going to eat really well. You're, you're going to exercise a lot. And then I just never fucking do it. I never, I'm so even Steven. I'm a pretty like moderate person, generally speaking. Uh, like I don't like to get too drunk. I don't like, like I like to eat decently well all the time, but I also like my treats and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm kind of, I think I'm down, down the middle. So this idea of being really extreme one way or another, I just couldn't do. But Shane, I think you have the potential to get, like if you were like signing up for like a starring role in a movie, you could get really fucking ripped. Oh yeah. My whole thing is being balanced through being totally imbalanced. Like (laughs) they're being extreme. You're balanced through being extreme. So these months right now, I'm not running. I'm not eating well. So there I'm in my Matt Damon yacht phase. <laughs> but coming up come June. It's like it, I I'm a different person in from June till October. I'm happier, I'm more energetic, I'm doing more physical activities, eating better. But if you added a movie, I could kumal it up. If you gave me a personal oh, trainer yeah. and a chef, like I could do that easily. Mikey, could you do it? I think I can do anything with an incentive. Like this might be one of the knocks on me. It's like, I kind of need the carrot. You know, if somebody Uh. casts me in a movie, it's like, I could see spending the three weeks. Like I need a goal to work towards. But if, Mm -hmm. if the goal is just the betterment of my everyday life and health, that just, you know, I'm like, "Eh, I'd rather have the O'Henry bites and like a couple Coors Light. Do you think Mike, if you weren't blessed with such a nice looking face that you would work on your bod more. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Veerman trick, you know? They've been, they've been coasting on their pretty faces. We don't, well, we don't gain weight in our face, really. Mm-hmm. So there, you can, you can, we, there has been times in our lives where you can sort of, you know, if it's like, if it's wintertime, you're not taking your coat off anyway. So it's like, who cares? And it doesn't really show in the places where you're going to be presented with people. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, again, to to your question, Shane, yeah, I think that, like, if, and this, honestly, this is why I have a lot of empathy for people of all sizes, because, like, I've never, I've never, like, I know my eating habits, and they aren't good. I know that I don't live super great, but it's, like, through whatever sort of biology and, you know, the sort of the chemistry between my father and my mother, whatever my genetics, I'm just, I'm able to live, you know, at a certain level, and it doesn't really show, whereas I know other people could live actually way healthier than I am, and they won't, they won't show that way. So I just have so much empathy for that stuff. Totally. My, my overall point is, yes, if I sort of presented a certain way, then yeah, I probably would, because we're all vain. I'm I'm vain, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I think I would just for that reason, even though, uh, even though it's, you know, it's kind of funny, there's truth and everything. Guys, just, this is unrelated to anything, but I just had this thought. Um, so the reason why I had to go downstairs was because I'm at manager Ash's place and I parked, um, before I got here and normally the parking spot, um, that I, there's like, it's like a little gated, like single parking spot that's available. It was blocked. So I had to move it uh move the car into another spot that spot belongs to the guy who owns the restaurant downstairs and that guy was flipping out because like this is my spot so that's why i had to go move the car but anyway the reason why the car the, the parking spot was blocked was because this fancy ass like porsche suv was blocking the driveway like it was a blatant like parking infraction Ooh. but then i looked in the window and there was a handicap uh, thing in it. So I'm like, okay, you know, even though this is a, an annoyingly expensive car doing this annoying fucking thing, 
whatever, person with a disability, all good, totally understand. Then these two teenage girls come around the corner. They're clearly sisters. They're arguing with each other. They look exactly the same. And and they're kind of like dragging their feet and they just walk into the car. And mm. so so and and the license plate, not to shame them, was called Mom's Cool. She's like, "Okay, so this is clearly your mom's car. There's no reason for you to be using the handicap sticker." And uh, and so basically, I sh- I just stared at them, and I was just shaking my head like this. I was like, mm. I was just kind of like <laughs> menacingly. I was like, mm. and they must have been kind of confused because I wasn't really like I wasn't standing next to my you car. Said like, something. I know. So I guess my question is like, do, do you guys have you guys done that recently where you just like wanted to really tell somebody off or shame them? Because that's what I was trying to do. Because I was like, you snot nose rich kids, I want to <laughs> fucking uh, scream at you guys. Um, and I just kind of was like, yeah, I just kind of screamed at them with my eyes. But what what if you did that and then it turned out they actually were disabled? Like I think of Curb Your Enthusiasm so much oh, that sure. it stops me from doing anything foolish like that. But I saw they walked right across me. They're totally able-bodied person. People. They did three backflips to get into the car. And actually the one girl went through the sunroof. It was pretty spectacular. He was mad, but he was like, I can't even be that mad. Um <laughs> I, listen, I think that I would say out of the oh, three of yeah, us. I got one I did. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, Shane, Shane is somebody who will say something. I, I actually tend to not. Like, it would have to be so egregious for me to be like, hey, that's not cool or stop what you're doing. But I feel like Shane in social situations will be like, stop it. Or he will say something. Yeah. Uh, well, at a movie theater, if someone's looking at their phone, I will throw M&Ms at them. And I won't care. <laughs> I'll just throw M&Ms. And even like the ones with the peanut inside. So that is something Alex is like, don't do it, don't do it. And so I, I've had to stop doing that if I'm with her. But once I was at a movie theater, this is when I worked there. And this is one of the worst things I've ever done. And it really was a Larry David situation. But there was uh, a person walking into the the woman's washroom. And I'm working the podium. So this man is is walking in. So I'm like, hey, hey. I'm like, that's that's the woman's washroom. And uh, the guy turns around and goes, I'm a woman. And I go, oh, yeah. And it was just a woman with a short haircut. Mm, (laughs) So it was just like, I am a woman. uh, I didn't know what to do. I just went, yeah, yeah. And acted like I was just telling them it was the woman's washroom. (laughs) (laughs) Just just, just general knowledge, just shouting it out to people. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah, fuck. Mikey, have you? Uh, I feel like people people with kids have a particularly like short uh, fuse because especially if they're like kids at risk or something like that. Like child safety is a thing. I th- um, I think there's a thing that like I mean again we've all been sort of indoors for a year so you're not in many social things where you're in lineups or you're in grocery stores or people cut in front things like that that sort of are the normally happen aren't happening as much but I think that there's something that does happen where. Like anyone that has kids knows that things just take longer. Things are just a little bit more difficult. You're kind of like, it takes longer to get, you're negotiating. It's a blah, blah, blah. There's just this whole thing that goes along with it. And so I think that like, there's people that just don't think about that stuff. 
but once you do have a kid, you're far more likely to like make sure somebody with a kid is like they get through first, things like that, that nature. And I'll find myself sometimes being frustrated when people aren't maybe showing that kind of empathy. But I'm like, why would they don't know that it's not lived in experience uh, that you don't know until you're sort of there to like have a lot more patience. Like if a kid's screaming in a grocery store, when I before I had a kid, I'd be like, shut your kid up. Like you got to take your kid out of this, like take your kid out of this restaurant. This kid's throwing a fit, like that kind of you thing. You would go up and to then people you, and say that? Oh, I put him in a headlock. No, I <laughs> shut that thing I, up and get out. Mike Veerman? I'm trying to eat. No, in my mind, I would never yeah. say anything, but I could feel myself getting like, you know, that kind of bullshit. Now I'm like when I've had a kid scream in a Mexican restaurant, you know, it's like, you know, eight, eight months old or something. I just have so much more patience for parents in that situation. Like Max, you know, uh, how do you feel when a kid's really sort of acting up in a restaurant that you're trying to enjoy a drink at? Oh, I fucking hate it. I don't think kids <laughs> should be inv- invited to any restaurants or any public places except for the park, maybe. That's it. Honestly, yeah. I don't want anything to do with that. Um, another thing, though, that really pisses me off lately in part because I try to take all my business calls on walks. So anytime I'm out and about, like I'm I'm actually in the office. So uh, it really pisses me off when people honk their horns. And I was standing in an intersection and then like one person was like slow on making like the advance left and then led to a honk, led to another. And there's like all of a sudden there's like five co- like cars honking their horns. And I was just like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? What the fuck are we doing? I was like, because I was so pissed that they're interrupting my call. Um, so I, I've been swearing at cars a lot lately. Let's. Uh, Wait a second, we're all over the place. Are we circling back to the Grammys? Are we? Oh, doing, I think we're done on the Grammys. Are we doing greatest duos? Did, did anything surprise you about the? I, one thing that shocked me mm. was that. Uh, well, I, we all agree that we liked the idea of them all in this confined space where we could see them kind of interacting. That was an interesting element. That was cool. Where, as far yeah. as like you know the voyeur uh, element of watching these things. I, I did not know that Kenny Rogers was dead. Did you guys catch that in the news? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm watching the in memoriam and I, I went, huh, as a Kenny Rogers. I didn't know that. <laughs> when did he die? I shouldn't be laughing, but I don't, a- I don't know, man, but it, I didn't know until he came up in the, the in memoriam and then Lionel, Lionel was like him, singing right? a song for him. Yeah. Uh, Bruno and Anderson Pack did a, a little Richard medley, oh, which was so pretty great. sweet. And I yeah. love that song. Long tall Sally. Cause the yeah. Beatles used to cover that. Yeah. And that song's just so good. See, this is why they're after my own heart. Those two guys. It's just like, all yeah. right, you're going to perform your song. Also, do you guys want to bang out long tall Sally? Okay, cool. Let's do it. We get, it we got awesome. the tools. Like, I just like, like those guys. Cause you can literally put them in anything. They almost like are perfect SNL characters. It's like, what do you need? Do you need a musical act? Do you need, do you need dancing? Do you need singing? Do you need acting? We can do it all. And, and doing all that while being totally out of shape adds to how impressive that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, so speaking of duos, did you see the live performance of WAP with uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardi B yeah, and cool. uh, Megan Thee Stallion? Like uh, well, they, they had a set. Uh, that was a giant bed and then they both end up on the bed and then at one point they sort of like uh, they emulate or they they recreate like scissoring uh, and it was pretty graphic and it was, it was part of the dance routine and I'm certainly not like a conservative or whatever I'm like you know do it but I found myself cackling out loud at how like um, in your face it was to like the people that were sort of critics of the song or the sexualized nature of the song. Just that live performance was like, I remember like, do you guys remember Truth or Dare, the Madonna thing when she got like arrested in Toronto for like simulating, for like simulating masturbation, like on a live show, not even like on television. It's like, of course that was like 30 years ago, but it's just, it's so... To come now and then that's just like a, 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 a sort of a regular performance. What did you guys think when you saw that? Is Wet Ass Pussy a sexualized song though? 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But, I'm kidding. Um, how do it's they... A, it's open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah. It's me- metaphors. But how? what are the lyric change to when they're doing a live show? I'm trying to think of that right now. Were they saying wet, wet, wet or something? Max, do you remember what they did? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I think that it was strategically put later in the show. You know, a lot of the stuff that I was really interested in, I guess, was the more vanilla stuff, which is off the top. And it felt like later in the show, when maybe you put the kids to bed, that's when the more sort of adult content came about. All right. So I got a question. You, you, you know, you've mentioned how your favorite duo is uh, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. You also wanted us, Max, you gave us an exercise. Think of other great duos or, or maybe two stars coming together that have sort of become, you know, more than the sum of their parts together. Uh, Shaney, did you have anyone on that list? I did not see that text, but I do remember when I was a kid, I liked uh, I liked when Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Wayne Gretzky got together. Pro stars! Yes. That's a good that one. That's a good That's cartoon. a really good one. I'm not sure if they did the voices for it, but it, in my mind, it was it was them doing the voices, and I just thought it was so cool to have such great athletes in one cartoon. Yeah, um, Mike, yeah, because I, I brought this up because, as I said earlier, like a dream duo is Anderson and Bruno. Also, not to keep going on about this, too, is that when you look at all the other... Oh, sorry, there's a siren going by. One sec, fellas. Max goes out into the street. What are we doing? Matt? What the fuck are we doing here, please? Yeah. Um, We're trying to it, save somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm the doing firefighter podcast. yells at them, we're trying to save somebody <laughs> fuck off uh, um, is the, you know if you go through all the Grammy performances you could make an argument that anybody who performed on that show could have been replaced by like a slightly like lesser version of them doing that like Taylor Swift could have been replaced by another girl singing folk songs or like you know uh, <laughs> may, hi, maybe true, not so though? much uh, <laughs> All right, instead of Taylor Swift, we're having, I don't know, anyone. Like, it just wouldn't no, be no, 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 I'm going somewhere here. I'm going somewhere okay. here. Okay, But sorry, I just go. think Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars have such a unique skill set that make them very, like, much their own thing. I guess the Heim sisters, that you couldn't duplicate that. I, anyway, I'll shut up about Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. I just well, think no, they, but, but it got me thinking about, like, the greatest sort of, like, musical duos in history. Like, mm-hmm. the coming together. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think I think the number one that has maybe stood the test of time, and these people are icons, uh, would be uh, Queen and David Bowie with Under Pressure. Oh, I feel like that see, might be the that, greatest, like, one-off, let's get together, let's do this thing, and it becomes this sort of historic... Under pressure. Iconic song. That you're oh. right. That is that is the peak. What Cause, about cause those, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney? Another great one. Say say See, say. That is a good song, but it's probably wouldn't would it rank in either of their ten best songs? Would it be in the Michael Jackson canon in his top ten? Maybe not. Definitely not in Paul McCartney's top no. ten. No. This is and this is the thing is that like. Um, you know, as your, your David Bowie example, like that's maybe that's top three for sure in either of their songs for sure. And arguably their best song, both of theirs. It's a, uh, I, I think arguably. if you talk to, I think if you talk to Queen and David Bowie fans, I think top 10 is definitely reasonable for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's like that song might be, I definitely say it's one of their most, I'd say of the two, it's probably their like top three most famous songs to just yeah. general population for sure. Jay-Z and Beyonce, Crazy in Love. That's a great one. That's a pretty good one. Aerosmith uh, and um, who's the, what's Run DMC. Run DMC. Oh, yeah, that's Walk pretty this good. Walk Yeah, huge hit. 
Because what we're not saying is that this this kind of exercise happens all of the time in the music industry where it's like, let's throw this famous person with this famous person. And most of the time, it's pretty underwhelming when you, oh, see, when you see those Oh, Mariah Carey and Old Dirty Bastard. That was awesome. Mm. <laughs> the remix of Fantasy? Yeah, that was so yeah, good. I guess it's a little more commonplace in hip-hop to see, like, because features happen a lot more. Yeah, the, but the sort of non-hip-hop world, it's, I feel like it's a slightly harder fit. Mm. Um, and that's why I think it's that much more impressive. Yeah, the, the Bowie Queen example is really good. Last thing on the uh, Grammys for me, surprise Beatle appearance at the very end to present that's right. record of the year. They, they rolled out Ringo. They rolled him out. Yeah. Do you find it weird that Ringo like doesn't really drum anymore like he's such a like nobody gives a shit about his drumming like drummers like like Ringo because he's like an original drummer like he does things in a quirky off balance kind of yeah, way that are very yeah. particular to the Beatles he's like you're a not, pioneer in some ways like you know, for sure yeah but but if you like need him to do anything with any other act I don't think he's really trusted <laughs> there's always <laughs> there's always two kits out there whenever you see like the, the whole jamming thing where it's like oh let's get this guy and this guy and Ringo always sits on the kit that is not mic'd up 100% made of cardboard he's literally yeah honestly it's like when you give a little kid like a fake steering wheel uh, that has that has 100% been happening for at least 20 years like go back and watch like any like it's like oh there's Clapton and Harris and, going, and it's like then Ringo's up there just doing his thing and there's always another drummer <laughs> there's on, like, always a right real drummer there. back there absolutely yeah because like you know if John Mayer for instance is like playing guitar he played guitar last night at the Grammys which is another sort of um, ex-boyfriend of uh, Taylor Swift who would oh, have been yeah. in the room oh That's good. Also, uh, John Mayer showing up in the In Memoriam and playing guitar. Oh, no, it was during the country music uh, tribute. Anyway, long story long and long hair long. Shane, he had a very similar mane to what you got going on. Really? Did you see this clip of John Mayer? No, I, I feel didn't. like he's been doing what you're doing in, uh, in, in this quarantine. I feel like he's been growing his hair. It's almost the exact same length, but clearly he, you know, he's, he's styled his out and was up there ripping, shredding. Yeah doing his thing but uh yeah you could trust him uh with the with the guitar part you wouldn't need another guitarist who's actually playing the part you know but like uh, unlike Ringo 100 percent <laughs> actually speaking of John Mayer I was I was going down like a, a Clapton YouTube hole like a month ago or something and there's like a clip of Clapton talking about having he's with John Mayer in the studio and John Mayer ends up playing on something kind of just sits down and does it and Clapton's like like that guy's amazing like Clapton's blown away how even long though ago Clapton's that? Like, Oh, I, I don't know. It was like from a couple of years ago or something okay. like that. But he basically talks about how John Mayer is like a true virtuoso, like in the way that people talk about like, you know, Clapton or any of these sort of like great guitars. He's like, that guy has like the chops that yeah. are sort of undeniable, which is, that's no big secret, but it's interesting to hear it from Clapton. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to the Shane surprise. Let's do it. Man, guys, this just flew by. We had Eric in, we had my brother in, and we're already at the Shane Surprise. We had like two other things that we just never got to. Well, we'll get to another time. No, it's good. That leaves the listeners with like, I wonder what they were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll find out, maybe you won't. Well, I don't know if this is a good topic or a Shane Surprise, but I wanted to talk about birthdays. Alex's birthday is coming up on March 20th, first day Mm -hmm. of spring. And now last March 20th, Alex just flat out didn't have a birthday. Like, um, this was prime quarantine time. Nobody really knew what COVID-19 was, how serious it was. The world was in chaos. Yeah, like I called Mike right before the birthday, and I think I was actually calling you for birthday advice. And Hmm. you were either in a hotel or you just got out of a hotel and... You were like, I, I think I have COVID, man. I'm, I, you're, you're like, I'm, I'm Health Canada. I'm waiting for my results, and uh, it's not looking or feeling too good. 
And I'm like, <laughs> I do remember that. and I'm like, okay. And then we just talk about Mike and I hang up the phone. I'm like, fuck. Cause I, I couldn't get gifts. I didn't really know how to use Amazon prime, but I'm like, wait, you were calling me for advice. I thought you were calling to check in on me. I know, well, that. And then I was going to, at the end, you know, you call for the check-in, you see how things are going. And oh, then you're like, okay. you shoot the shit and then you get to the fun part and they'll be like, ah, oh, help me with advice. Like you did with, with, uh, Valentine's day. You, you asked me what for some advice. I, did. I didn't provide you with any advice, but you asked me. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was I was asking people what they're doing for for a, a but it was so heavy mountains. when I talked to you and the the gravity yeah. of COVID and everything. So I was like, I can't Amazon Prime something because the disease is going to come in in the box and it's yeah, going to naturally. Yeah. I'm going to open it up and it's going to be like that Simpsons episode where they get the flu from the delivery. <laughs> so Alex just didn't get any gifts. What I I got her a box of donuts that I sanitized. I, I got them. I got in like a hazmat suit, hosed them down and washed them and everything and just gave her oh six God. donuts for her birthday. And, you know, I, everyone has gone through a birthday in COVID time. So I'm wondering, is there anything good or to avoid for this upcoming birthday in five days? Mm. So you're looking for like public health advice right now? Public health <laughs> advice, like what what to do. Um or if maybe you have a funny story of a b- bad birthday. I don't know. Let's have mm. some laughs here, okay. too. Here, okay, so these are, like, just, you know, stuff you've seen people do. But are, are you guys, like, do you guys do outdoor hangs? Could you get, like, three of her, or four of her girlfriends to come hang out in your backyard and have, like, some cocktails, you know? No. Okay. <laughs> you guys don't do that. Do you guys, do you guys feel comfortable going to, like, Airbnbs? Can you get yeah. away for a weekend? Yes. Okay. Okay. See, it's crazy to me that you guys are into that and you wouldn't have people in your backyard. I think you guys are being isolationist right now and you are, this is, this is a very stupid measure if we're going to be honest right now. You go into some random person's Airbnb who's quote unquote sanitized it and you're staying in a room where someone with COVID might have been sleeping and you're like, oh, this is fine, whatever, versus having somebody in your backyard standing six feet apart and nobody you guys just don't want to see your friends i'm just calling it as i see it max whoa you're acting like he's driving around in a car with a handicap sign or something <laughs> and parking <laughs> spot. she has a Jeez. disease she has an autoimmune disease max <laughs> oh i forgot about that part but i think you're fine i think your backyard hangs are fine just do that all right <laughs> okay <laughs> okay we're all invited to all right. <laughs> we're gonna get a 10 35 people surprise <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do a tent. I think it's important that the tent isn't there. I'm just saying you have to make it uh, take advantage of the good weather right now and the sun going down a little bit later. And you could have some luck. So it's March 20th is the um, Saturday. This up. Uh, hey, would you do this? People did a lot of this for like the kids graduating back in like June, uh, early in the pandemic. Could you get everyone to do like a, a parade of cars by? Oh, it, no, fuck that. It's nine degrees on Saturday. And you guys have a really nice backyard. Tell her to invite three girlfriends over. You guys are going to sit seven feet and you guys are going to have a really nice time. And it's going to be a little bit of preparation, but you're going to feel so good when you see people in real life. The first time you actually hang out with people in real life, there's no greater gift than that. It'll be better than any fucking stupid Airbnb. What if I want all of her friends to be there, Max, including male friends who we haven't seen in a while? Will you be there? If, If you, yeah, I'll be there. Really? If you invite me, I will be there on Saturday. No problem. You didn't come to our wedding, Max. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> our Kells actually have a gig, a uh, private thing on Saturday. Well, I can't come, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs>